You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. All right. So, Jesus Culture Part 8. I have decided, as you can realize, to take my time. Amen. So, I will really, really, really take my time. I'm not going to rush this at all. I'm not going to rush this at all. I'm, I'm actually thinking about what theme I'm going to give um, the next month because I am not done with this at all. And I'm going to make sure that I finish everything. Amen. And like I said, if I get 20 people who are able to understand this and run with this, the church can be the same. Amen. Alright, so gradually, I believe that it's going to sink in. Um, for example, tonight, if you understand the culture, this place would have been full. Okay, yeah. So, it tells us that we have a lot of work to do. Amen? Yes, we have a lot of work to do. You know, we have a lot of work to do. And all of us must make sure that we sink this deep into the hearts of the people. And... You go home, ask your friend why we're not in church. Because until we understand the culture, it will tell on how we do what we do. Amen? Yes. And it will tell on our priorities and what we see as more important than the other. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So, we are still on the word, culture. And one thing about the word of God is that the more you deepen your knowledge and your understanding about the word of God, the more you're able to live the culture. Now, the day a believer thinks they know and they have done knowing God's word, they are in big trouble. Um, some of you have sat under my ministry for how many years? Okay, so Betty, how many years? It's more than five. Yes. So for seven, seven years. How many years? Five. He came later, so yeah. Five. When? Six years. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So Adrian, how many years now? Seven years, okay. So, now, for seven years, I've been preaching the word of God. And every time I preach, Irene, you have insight. A new insight, is that right? Is it the same every day? Okay. So then, it must tell you that there is no way you can get to a point where you think you know all about God's word. There's no way. There's no way. And the more you know, the more your way of life changes and transforms. Praise God. All right. So, so we really, really need to have this understanding very clear that there's no way you can ever live the victorious Christian life without the word, word culture. You can't. If you try, you're going to be magical. <laughs> All right, if you try, you're going to be what? Magical. Or you're going to be bereft of power. Power. And 
anything that doesn't have power to operate is useless and is hopeless. Praise God. Alright, so for me, this is very important. This is key and I will not negotiate any other for this. I will never negotiate any other. I will harass you with the word. Yeah. Until we are able to grasp and you and I are on the same tangent. Say amen. Yeah. I will. I will. And very soon, like I said, if anybody walks into this church, everybody will know whether they are new. Because of the way they speak. Because of the way they divide the word. They are certain actions who make everybody know they are new because there are certain things here very soon you won't do. Are you getting the point? Because you so understand the culture. So when you walk in, you know what's on. You know that when the, you, you get to a place, you see the culture of the place. Is that true? If the people are neat, you know. If the people are dirty, you know. At, at this culture here, if you see the seashores of Ghana, you will know. Nobody would. <laughs> Are you getting that point? Do you know what they said? In Acts chapter, is it chapter 9, verse 10 or so? It's either 10, 9, or 9, 10. In Antioch. Bible said, when they saw the people, they knew that they had been with Jesus. So you see, culture it's not what you tell people. Culture, people themselves see it. They see your way of life. They see the environment. They see how things are done. And they come to a conclusion. They know. So they just saw the people. And they knew. They had been with Jesus. Because they had come abreast with the Jesus culture. So the moment they saw the disciples, they just knew. Ah, they do their things like the way Jesus does. May that be said about you? Yeah. May that be said about you? I thought you were going to open the scripture for us. Is that in any of them? Hey. Check Acts chapter 10. So you have to see it. So that I can clear myself. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, it's 12, brother. Let me see. Okay. I lost it. Four. Four thirteen. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they marveled and took note that these men had been with Jesus. Praise God. So, these people were unschooled, yet they knew they had been with Jesus because of the way they were doing their stuff. Praise God. So tell the next, it doesn't matter whether you've been to school or not. Tell, tell them like you mean it. Mm -hmm. You can make known the Jesus culture. Hallelujah. Unschooled people. Yet, they were, they were evident. Wow. So we're going to continue. 
let's, let's get to our word culture. Now, what I'm going to do is to give clarity to a few things. Praise God. So let's take us to the first scripture, the word culture. The first scripture, Timothy. So I said that the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration. Is that right? From God. And it's useful to do what? Teach us. What is what? True. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Okay, so now, let me bring clarity to this. All scripture, the whole scripture is given to us by inspiration. It means it's God's breath. Is that right? Okay, God breathed it. Now, get, get the statement very clear. Get the statement very clear. So, God's breath. And he said, it is useful to what? Teach. To teach who? Okay, you and I, is that right? Okay. What is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Okay, it straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. So, Does that mean that every word in the Bible is for your practice? Does that mean so? Hello? Yeah? So, like we said, okay, if you see that Absalom went to kill himself. Does that mean that you have to go and kill yourself? Okay. That's why it says to teach us what is what? True. So you see, every statement in the Bible is true. Yet, it's not every statement that is meant to be practiced. Are you getting there, boy? So, my father sits me down and tells me of how a young boy was coming up and he went to the club and then all of a sudden he drank and then in an accident, he passed. Is he telling me to go and do the same thing? What he's telling me, is it true? Are you getting the point? So now, he's actually telling me what is true, but he's also telling me what not to do. Praise God. Are you getting it clear? Uh-huh. So, look at the next scripture. It is God's way of what? Making us what? Well prepared at every point. Fully equipped to do good to so both that which he tells us, which we don't find good, and that which he tells us, which we see good, all of them are meant to what? Equip us and make us well prepared. Oh, praise God. So that we'll be relevant to everyone. We'll be good to everyone. Oh, praise God. Okay, and so, next. That's why we need to what? Study. So it's not just about reading. Now, are you getting it clear? You see, that's why every believer needs to what? Study. And in studying, look at what we do. We accurately handle and skillfully watch. Teach the word of 
Because you should be able to divide it to know which one that you would use, which one you should not use, which one is just information for you, which one is, is for practice. Are you getting a point? So you see, until you sit under somebody who accurately divides the word, you may use what you don't have to use. And you may develop the wrong culture in God's word. Are you here? That's why he said carefully. This is the TLB. Give me, I, I, also, you, I also wrote the, the, the same verse. I think the King James Version is there. Start that before this or after this. In the Amplified Version, I have it here. It says, study and do your best to present yourself. That's, okay, that's what we just read. So, who put the two together? Adrina. It means Adrina did it. Oh, my God. So, the second one says, so rather, this is the Amplified Version. This is actually meant to be the TLB version. The TLB version says, work hard so God can say to you, well done. Be a good workman. One who does not need to be ashamed when God examines your work. Know what his word says and means. Hello? Are you getting it? He says, work hard. The TLB version. Work hard. So God can say to you, well done. Well done for what? Because you are a good workman. One who does not need to be ashamed when God examines your work. How will God examine your work? Know what his word says and means. That will show your work. When you know what God says and what? Means. So you can see a verse in the Bible, a certain content in the Bible, but if you don't understand what God says and means, and how to apply what he's saying, you cannot be a good workman. Oh, hello. Even in the Old Testament, during the wilderness, Bible tells us that the people of Israel only knew the acts of God, the miracles of God. But they did not understand the ways of God. There are a lot of believers who only know the miracles of God. They don't understand the ways of God. They don't understand the culture of God. And so they can easily miss God. As a matter of fact, they can see God here and pass him by. Because when you don't know the ways of somebody, you can easily miss it. Is that true? Yes. The one who can consistently recognize somebody is because they know their ways. They will tell you, I, I, pass here, you know where he is. Is that true? Yes, they will tell you, oh, even among the crowd, they can point them out. Is that right? Just by the way the person will wink, they will know. Recently, I saw this, this thing, that video that went viral. 
I mean, a, young, a, a couple was celebrating their anniversary, and they put so many ladies there. So many ladies, about 20 of them. And he is to find his wife, his wife blindfolded. When I finished, my wife asked me whether I would have been able to. <laughs> and so he just went from one, 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 one. I was shocked. The man just touched the back of the hands of the wife and knew that's my wife. And hugged, and everybody was like, Wow! Hey! The man knew the ways. <laughs> I get the point. For everybody else, the lady can spot today and look a certain way, and they will be. Tomorrow, she changes her hairstyle, and they are. <laughs> Are you getting the boy? Uh -huh. But for this man, it, it doesn't matter what the woman changes. Even with his eyes closed, he was able to know. You see, that's how mature believers know God. What I'm saying to you is very important. There's a statement I made. There's a statement I made. I think I posted it on Facebook. Some time passed. Let me go back to it. You can write it down if you will. It will help you. It will help you. I said, to be sincerely wrong or ignorantly correct are both dangerous. So one can be sincerely wrong. Hello? You see, their intentions are good, but what they are doing is wrong. They have the right intentions, but because they don't have the right knowledge, their actions are wrong. Oh, hello? Does it happen to you? Yes, it does. And there are those who are ignorantly correct. <laughs> they don't know. But they just did it, and it's the right thing they are doing. Hello? But that's also dangerous. If you do something wrong, but your intentions are right, still you face the consequences. Oh, is that not it? Is that not it? Yes. You answered a question. And for you, you thought you were answering it right. And your intentions were clear. The, the, <laughs> the examiner will not say that, oh, I'm sure he thought his intention was so I'll give you a. <laughs> All right? Now, the one who also didn't know, but just guessed, you know, try your luck. And then tombs. And then gets it. It's also dangerous. Because he can easily be swayed away from the truth because he doesn't have the knowledge required. It was just luck, sheer luck. Are you, are you getting the point? It can, you can easily be moved. And, and that is why 
you have to be knowledgeably right. You see, you must be knowledgeably what? Right. You must know what you are doing, understand it, and get it right. Listen, when you know and you have the understanding, nobody can move you away. Nobody can call you and say, let's go to this camp. And let's go and do... Because the point is, or sometimes you are faced with a certain trial and, and you, you, you begin to doubt God. You won't doubt God. You will know there's something wrong I need to fix. There's something I don't know that I need to... Because you so much know the ways of God that God doesn't leave his children to destroy them. So you've come to know God so much so that you are not doubting God. You know that there's some knowledge you need to discover. And the moment you discover it, things will have to pull to. All right. So, so we really, really need to know what his word says and what means at every point so that we don't wrongly interpret. Interpret. So if somebody sees Peter telling Ananias and Sapphira, you lie to the Holy Spirit, you die. So they read that scripture and they start practicing it. Why? Because they don't know the ways of God. They don't understand what the word there says and means. You, 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 are you getting it? Yeah. It becomes a big issue. And a whole generation follows this. What we are talking about is serious though. If, if, if you don't understand, you will not get the culture right. And by the time you realize, a whole church is practicing that culture. A whole denomination is practicing that culture. The whole Christendom is practicing that culture. Because most of us came to meet certain things that were interpreted certain ways and we have lived like that all these years. All these years. So dangerous. And so when I see a believer who is so wishy-washy about the word, and when you call them to come to church, for them, it's like a hobby. You know, because there are certain things they have put first. And until that happens, you don't see them. Or they have a certain need. You know what I mean. And that need holds them down. And until that need is met, you don't see them in church. When you see them, they have their testimony. You, you, you know, yeah, then yeah, God has done it. Well. And they, they forget. The moment they share the testimony, they are, the next one. So they go into hibernation for the next one. They start worrying about the next Because they don't know the word. Listen to me. If you don't know the word, you can easily hang yourself. I'm telling you. Listen to me very carefully. Death doesn't care. Worry doesn't care about how much wealth you have acquired. I am I'm talking about certain things that if you can really, really 
I pray, and I've been praying about it. I'm not just teaching you. I've been praying about it that by the time I'll be done with this, we should be different, a different breed of people. You see, people who chase after the word. Chase after the word. Know what God is saying at every point in time in his word. Find the revelation, what it truly means. Because it is golden. I'm telling you, it is golden. I can tell you that most of us will go to heaven and will be shocked. We will see our inheritance piled there. And we couldn't draw them because we didn't know the word. Would you go to paradise if you die? Yes, you are born again, you will go. But there are so many things you were supposed to have discovered, taken for yourself, enjoyed here on earth. Be a blessing to others. But you failed because you didn't know the word. <laughs> you didn't know the word. You didn't know the word. You didn't know the word. You could have made the world a better place. But you didn't know the word. You would have finished that dream, that assignment. But you gave up because you didn't know the word. Are you understanding me? When we were studying Doxa, it took us one year, three months to get a place. Exactly by two years, we got the land and we started building. Can you realize that the same pattern has happened right now? The only difference is that this one is bigger than that one. <laughs> this one is bigger than that one. Because, listen... Because the word of God is the same. It doesn't change. The, the difference is you knowing what the word says. And you not giving up, you believing. This one is bigger, this one is cheaper. This one has more potential and more promise. What would have been, <laughs> the factor is if I gave up. Because I don't understand the ways of God. And said, I've done everything. I've lost everything. I'm finished. Well, we wouldn't see <laughs> all the beautiful things that are ahead. That are even bigger. Are you getting the point? So you see, it is not magical, it is the word. Knowing the word. Knowing the word. Let them put you in Azerbaijan. If you know the word, you will turn around stuff. Let them put you in the most complicated, complex situation. If you know the word, forget about your experience and dwell on the word. Forget about your experience and dwell on the word. Because the word created the world. And your experience will be swallowed by the word. In the world. Praise God. Go to where we read the last time. Where we got to Mark. 
57. Okay. So this is where we ended the other day. And I need to clarify a few things here as well. Now Jesus, the context of this thing talks about the traditions of men. Is that right? So look at their intention. One day some Jewish religious leaders arrived from Jerusalem to investigate him. And notice that some of his disciples failed to follow the, the usual word. Okay. Is that okay? So you can see their intention. Is that right? Okay, so Jesus also meant to open up, reveal their intentions. Hello? Oh, hello? All right. So I'm teaching you how to study scripture. Okay? So first look at the premise. The premise will give you the context. Okay? So that you can understand the content. And know how to apply. Is that okay? No, is that okay? <laughs> because if you are not careful, you can easily come to a conclusion which is not. You can easily. So, they came to investigate him because something they have observed, that the, the disciples are not following their normal traditions. The culture of the people, is that right? Okay, so let's look at the discourse. For the Jews, especially the Pharisees, will never eat until they have sprinkled their arms to the elbow. Our brothers, the Muslims, do that. Is that right? Yes, you see them when they are going to pray. They do that before. As required by their what? Ancient word. So you see that it is not exactly the word of God. It is their <laughs> tradition. Okay. So when they came home from the market, they must always sprinkle themselves in this way before touching any food. This is but one of many examples of laws and regulations they have clung to for centuries and still follow, such as their ceremony for cleansing for pots, pans, <laughs> and dishes. They have made all of these things spiritual. which are just normal. Don't you wash your pants? <laughs> so, all of these things will determine how God is pleased with you. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly what was going on. Oh, my word. That is why they came to ask them. So the religious leaders asked him, why don't your disciples follow our age-old customs? Because for them, reckoning these will make you please God. So if you say that you are the Messiah, and you have come to save the world, and the people following you, are you getting the point? Ah. Are being disobedient to God's laws, then what kind of a Messiah are you? That's what they are trying to say. <laughs> Let's go to the next. For they eat without first performing the washing ceremony. So you see, it's a spiritual thing for them. Jesus replied, You bunch of hypocrites. Isaiah the prophet described you very well when he said, these people speak very prettily about the Lord. So he's, he's still emphasizing the spirituality. Are you getting the point? So they are making Jesus feel that everything they are doing, they are doing it for the, to the glory of the Lord. I'm washing my pan. <laughs> Are you guys in a boy? Yeah. 
Oh, Jesus, be praised. I'm washing my hands. Oh, Lord, you are good. You know. I saw somebody's post on Facebook. He said, if people are watching football, they will go to hell. Then I am there how many times? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you are with me. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hmm. We still have them around, though. We still have them around. So they speak so prettily about the Lord, but they have no what? Love for Him. So you see, he's talking about their in. It doesn't connect with their actions. Okay, so that actually is the context. Are you getting it? Okay, so look at the next verse. Their worship is what? For they claim that God commands the people to obey their So God has not said so. Simple. I get it, but they have made their petty rules and they have put God in the middle of it. So the people should believe that this is what God said you should do. And then Jesus says, for you ignore God's specific orders and substitute your own traditions. And then Jesus gives us one of God's specific orders. Are you getting the point? He said, you are simply rejecting God's laws and trampling them under feet for the sake of tradition. And then he quotes one of God's laws. For instance, Moses gave you this. Wow. Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother. And he said that anyone who speaks against his father and mother or mother must die must hey look at me it's not could or should or may must must die Please, don't forget that Jesus at this point is not saying that this is what God wants to do to you in the New Testament. He's talking about the law. Within the present situation, they are talking about. Oh, hello? Are you getting the point? So he's quoting for them verbatim what is in the law? If you say you love God and you obey the law totally, then this is one of the laws. Do it. Are you here? So please, this is not for the New Testament believer. So you see, if you're not careful and you don't understand what God's word says and means, you will take this upon yourself and the moment you offend your parents, you are facing death. Are you getting it? Are you sure? Don't forget that when Jesus said this, he had not died. Is that right? Uh-huh. He said it pre his bed, uh, his death, burial, and Oh, hello? Okay. So, this does not apply to you. You won't die, okay? Does that mean that you don't have to honor your parents? Uh -huh. You do it. But you don't do it because you're afraid to die. You do it because you love Jesus. Are you getting the difference? Yes. 
is why you have to skillfully handle and accurately divide the word. Okay, so let's go to the next. But you say it is perfectly all right for a man to what? Disregard his needy parents. And he says, telling them, sorry, I can't help you. For I have given to God what I could have given. Is he saying we shouldn't give to God? He's saying that you have substituted that law. Which is so prime that by that law, you are refusing to take care of your needy parents. So as a matter of fact, if there's death for you to die, this one kills you fast. <laughs> are you getting the point? Uh-huh. Because it is major that you honor your parents. And your parents are in need. And you are not giving to them. And because you want to just act like you love God, you are telling the people that it's because you have given to God. That is why you are not giving to them. <laughs> are you getting the point? <sighs> so he's not telling us that we don't have to give to God. Are you getting the point? No, that's not... And he's not doing a comparison between our giving to God and our giving to our parents. He was just exposing their intention. Get it? Are you getting the point? Yes. That they don't love God. They are just using God for their gain. And playing the minds of the people. Is that clear? Are you sure? All right. So let's go to the next scripture. And he said, And so you break the law of God in order to protect what? So he comes to the conclusion of exactly what he wants. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. So he wants to now let them know what they are doing. He said, And so you break the law of God in order to protect your man-made tradition. And this is only one example. There are many, many others. If you understand the word of God, you see how sweet the word of God is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to another story which also emphasizes on the word culture and the, anybody that lives by the word, what happens to them. This one is an, you call him a Gentile. He was not, he was a Roman centurion. He, he was not um, of the Jewish descent. And you look at how he sees the word of God. How he responds to the word of God. Let's already go. When Jesus arrived in Capernaum, Matthew chapter 8, 5, going, yes. A Roman army captain came and pled with him to come to his home and heal his servant boy who was in bed, paralyzed, and racked with pain. Yes, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Oh, wow. Jesus is good. Oh. So never think you ask Jesus something and he will say no to you. It's a lie. Praise God. It is what? A lie. No. Doesn't it? No. He said, I'll come. I'll come. All right, so let's go. Then the officer said, what did he say? Sir, I'm not worthy to have you in my home. This is what kills me. And it isn't necessary for you to come. 
wow. Is that dishonor? Is that disrespect? So let's get, to, let's get into this. Okay, so say, go. If you will only stand here and say, be healed, my servant will get well. <laughs> His faith. Okay, you see, what is, so beautiful, I've heard this, we've preached it, but you see, where is his faith? In Jesus' word. Oh, praise God. That, I don't need you to come. I know when you speak, it is spirit, it is life. And distance and space, geographical location, doesn't matter. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. If you can see the way this man is seen, You will take your world by storm. I can guarantee you. Listen, you can read these things, but if you don't get the import to operate at the same level, you will miss out. You will miss out. The same example the man gave, he gave a certain illustration. To show Jesus, he's not just acting on spontaneous, instinctical reaction. Yes, it's not by his instinct. He knows what he's saying. <laughs> so he made, he gave that illustration for Jesus to know that I know what I'm talking about. So let's look into the illustration. Go. So he starts with what? I know. So that's why I said you must be knowledgeably right. Don't be ignorantly correct or sincerely wrong. So <laughs> he said to Jesus what he needed to say. And then he followed up with an illustration. And he starts it with, I know. I know. What does he know? Go. Because I am under the authority of my superior officers. And I have authority over my soldiers. So number one, me, I am under authority. So my boss gives me command. Number two, I have subordinates who are under me. And I also give them what? Okay, beautiful. Let's continue. Go. And I say to one, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. And to my slave boy, do this or that. So, I know you have authority to tell his sickness to go. <laughs> and it Oh Jesus. I love this discourse. So practical, so down to earth, so real. The way my superiors speak and I have to do it. And when I speak, my subordinates rush to do it. I know you are superior to sickness. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ah! So I know <laughs> when you speak, 
the sickness like my subordinates. The sickness, like the way I respond to my superior, will have to fly out. They would have to obey. Is that the way you see the world? Listen, when you get this understanding, living the word will not be a problem. It will be non-negotiable. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. So Jesus stood there amazed. Turning to the crowd, he said, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. If I have 20 people in this church with this kind of understanding, we will change our world. Oh, if the Christian community have 20%, I'm not giving too much, 10%. Listen, things will change. I'm telling you, things will change. Things will change. You see, but for most of us, the word of God is an Anansi story. You see, the word of God is not reality. You know, when you talk about the word, say, oh, I read reality, okay. Ah, pastor, 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 dear. We are talking reality. Pastor is also now talking. This put the Bible aside and let's talk reality. Have you heard them say that before? Oh, you said that yourself. Yeah. You put the Bible somewhere. Let's talk reality. Oh, really? Then you don't know what reality is. This is what the man is saying. The centurion is saying that I understand reality. That I, the, for the Gentile, the reality would have been, stop the talk, talk. The guy is sick. Oh, is that it? Yes. I mean, stop all the talk, talk. Can't you see how the guy is shivering? Can't you see how the guy is paralyzed? That is my reality. Stop the talk talk. Can't you see how I'm owing? Stop the talk talk. Look at the members we have. And you say you're going to do this building. Stop the talk talk. Look at the experts report. And what they are saying about the situation. And you are saying. That's why James tells you. That when your image is shown you in the mirror. And you leave. And you go out. You live like the one who has forgotten how they look like. He said, and I tell you this, that many Gentiles like this Roman officer shall come from all over the world and sit down in the kingdom of heaven with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's talking about you. You were not there, but he already made provision for you. 
If we can't go back to reality, I have a problem. What is the reality? The reality is that we are the same people who listen to just a word. And today we say we are born again. So why don't we follow continuity? Where did the gap I am saved by the word. But I've got to live by the word. <laughs> oh, hello? Is it? Why is it so difficult? It's not. But the point is, we have been saved by the word. But the world influences us. They challenge us and we are marveled by their philosophy, by their traditions, by their affluence. We, we get so marveled. Oh, my word. Believers, wake up. Are you a believer? No, are you a believer? So, what do you believe? You believe who? What do you believe? Oh, what do you believe? You believe the word. Who is the word? Jesus. So why don't you work with the word? Let's work with the word. Give me the last scripture. Let's all read it aloud. Everybody, this is Revelations chapter 1, verse 3. Let's all read it. Go. If you read this prophecy aloud to the church, you'll receive a special blessing from the Lord. Those who listen to it being read and do what it says will also be blessed. For the time is near when these things will come. I'm done with the word culture. I think this seals it perfectly. Is that? Let's already go. If you read this prophecy, he's talking about revelation, is that right? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Aloud to the church. Are we the church? Are we the church? Whatever is said to the church, is he talking to us? Whatever is said in the word, is he talking to us? Okay, good. What is going to happen? Go. Oh, really? <laughs> so, just reading it comes with a special blessing. People of God, if we can get this, your life can be the same. You work miracles and people will ask how. You see, they see you going down and you say, I'm not going down. I'm not going down. You know, you, 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 you feel sick. And you can feel it so strong. And you can correct it with just your tongue. And change the whole dynamics of what your system is saying. Let me tell you something. A friend of mine told me. <laughs> I didn't know the scripture. When I read the scripture, then I understood. A friend of mine told me that the rabbis, the Jewish rabbis, one of them said he was praying for him. And he told him he had read a certain psalm 300 and something times. 
and has recited it publicly over and over again for him. It didn't make sense to me. But when I read this, I understood that reading out the word aloud itself comes with a special blessing. We don't know what we have. You see, it's a system changer. That your mouth is speaking the word itself comes with a blessing. That your ear is hearing the word comes with a blessing. So who can tell me that I came to church and nothing happened? <laughs> I don't know the word. It's because I don't know the word. And he says, those who listen to it, being read, and do what it says, That's why I can confidently say you are blessed. You are blessed. That your ear is hearing. You are blessed. For the grace to do it, you are more blessed. Amen. Grace, glory is grace. Grace, glorious grace At the cross you called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Rev. Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the Word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.